squad. Hello, what's up? Rich Ryan here, Reinforced Spring Podcast. Today, Christopher Glosky joins me. This is the second time on the podcast, about a year from the first one. So a lot has changed in that year. So we talk about her results that she's had since we last spoke. And uh, we do a lot of talking about her mindset and some of the things that she attributes her success to and just try to dig into that. And just a good conversation about mental side of performance and really how that manifest into these great results that she's been having in this past year. So awesome conversation. Chris is great. And this was recorded before the North American Championships, which Chris took fourth in. So this is right after her Leadville performance where she was seventh. Uh, both amazing performances for her. So let's get into it. Chris Glasky. So how are you feeling um, after Leadville? How you how you bouncing back? Oh, I'm feeling fantastic. I uh, got a little sprint workout in this morning, and legs are good to go. Was there a rollerblading session in the mix? Uh, yeah, I did a couple things. I've cracked the 100 mile recovery code. Yeah. Um, secret is you just got to keep moving. So I did a 14er the day after I finished, mm-hmm. and then I did yeah a couple. That's about 90 minutes of rollerblading the day after, and then yesterday I did a eight mile ruck today with sprints and we're good to go. Just a little bit of all of it. Yep. Sprinkle a little variety in there and you're good to go. Yep. Uh, so how was, so how are you feeling about the performance of everything? I mean, going into that, I mean, you're not, you've done how many hundred milers now? Uh, this is number 12. Number 12. Wow. Number 12. So did this one bring anything that you weren't expecting or was it just the view is just amazing. Like, tell me a little bit about it. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm at the point now where I've never actually DNF'd one. Um, there was one that the race basically canceled because it completely flooded. So that technically counts as a DNF, but I don't really count it as one. Um, a race that actually happened, I've never DNF'd. So I think I'm at the point now where that doesn't even cross my mind. Like I know mm. I'm going to finish it. Um, beyond that, um, I'm definitely getting better at the ultras at the hundred milers. Um, but I still, I mean, I, I know you still can't expect really anything. At least I can't yet. Um, and honestly, nobody can really expect, I think the girl that was running in first place for most of it, something happened. It was some kind of internal something and she ended up having to pull. Um, so it's just one of those things like you have to respect it. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, so I went into it knowing that, I mean, I always say my number one goal, the time cap is 30 hours. So I'm like, well, number, you know, a goal is to finish in less than 30 hours. Um, B goal then would have been like under 25 hours. You get a special belt buckle. Yeah, And I was kind of at like the last two that I've done um, based on their um, elevation loss gain. Um, I thought I could get close to 23 hours, 23 hours, something. So I was kind of my like seagull, but um, yeah. Are you thinking about outcomes much on these, on these type of races? Cause like you said, well, it's good that you're not necessarily worried about the act. Like you're not intimidated about the actual distance and, and completing it, but is there anything outside of that, like outside factors of like, oh, I would love to accomplish this, 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 or are you just going into it? Like, let's just see how this goes. And I think those bigger, more real goals are still a little bit far off for me. I'm still just at the point where I'm not putting a lot of like time and effort into getting ready for these. So it's mostly just like, we'll go, we'll see how it goes. Um, I would eventually like to get to a point where I'm more competitive and like, feel like I could actually legitimately get some good times. Um, but for now I'm still just like, I'm just going to do them. Um, I enjoy them. So 
So you've been in Colorado, what, since June? Uh, Since April. I think it's right at about four months. Nice. Have you been out to those trails before? Or was that like your first time being able to kind of venture? Because it's like, it's Uh, not too far from Denver. Yeah, it's about two hours or I guess an hour and a half, two hours, depending on traffic. Um, That was a lot of people go out and pre-run. I had only went, I'd been out to Leadville for their um, 4th of July 5K. So I had run like through town. Yeah. And then I did Mount Elbert. That was really all I had done out that direction so far. Let me, let me ask you, when you're, when you're looking at these 14ers, because how many, how many of those have you done? Uh, I think I hit well? 14, number 14 this weekend. Is it special to do your 14th 14er or is it just like no, on I'm to doing 15? A, I'm doing another 12 next weekend. So so with – are you just – you just go and do them? Or are you like – look, because some of them are pretty nasty up top, right? Is there is there is going to be a point where you're going to have to bring climbing gear and everything, right? Uh, I don't think any of them really, I mean, people wear helmets just for safety, but I don't think any of them, there's a few of them that might actually require like ropes. But other than that, mm-hmm. like it's, I mean, climb, there's definitely like different levels of scrambling, mm-hmm. but other than that, um, I don't know. I'm going to knock them all out eventually. I'm tr- I was trying to look at the, the class, the scrambling class system or whatever. It's like class one through five. And I thought yeah. well, four and five is where you're definitely climbing right you're going to be on your hands uh-huh. or using your hands to, to climb up the whole time and i thought five was with ropes is it is that right possibly i don't i don't know i did long's <laughs> peak and that one is oh, a, yeah. i believe a class four and that's definitely like some scrambling yes mm. i believe so um you, we were definitely using hands and feet for that one um I think you did it. You were out there like the weekend after I was, there. I was there with my parents that came to visit. So we, um, we didn't do that one, but uh, I was, I was reading up on it. And then I saw you were out there like the next week. Was that what, is there been like a favorite? Cause that one's relatively long too, but it starts up pretty high. Doesn't it? Like it's not a huge uh, climb. It's a good, um, it's a little bit of a longer hike in than some of them are. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it was like seven miles up, six miles up to the Boulder field. And then another mile from there which is one of the longer ones. A lot of them are two, three, four miles. Like I did, um, I did massive before Leadville and that one was about an eight mile round trip, I think. Mm. And then I did um, Sherman afterwards and that was like a four mile round trip. So I would say Longs is a little bit on the longer side. Uh, my favorite one so far, well, actually, I don't know if it's actually a 14 or I did Beerstadt and Evans and they've got the sawtooth in between them. That was my favorite doing that sawtooth in between, which I guess doesn't count as a 14 year, but is part of the 14 year hike. So yeah, do it, doing, cause I, that's one thing I keep looking at them. I'm like, I've only done a couple 13ers and we have a dachshund. We like to bring our dog. So I'm always like, I don't know if there's a point where it is like little legs just won't be able to do it. Just throw them in a backpack. Just, we do. We have one. And I think, oh. that, I think that's what's going to happen. We're just yeah. going to bring them in the backpack yeah. and we're going to be up there. So what, what did, um, what facilitated the move? Like, it seemed like you had a good community in Texas and, uh, you're like in the Houston area, right? Like Eastern Texas. And like, seemed like yeah. everything was, was going well there. And like the, you, you were competing well, but since coming here, it seems like it's kind of taken to another level, but was it about the competition or was it just you're like, I got to go see what else is out there. Um, I've spent a decent amount of time in Colorado. Um, and my, I have a brother that lives out here. Um, hmm. so something, Houston was never going to be home. 
like for real. Uh, it was a great place for me to be for a while, but I wanted to get closer to the mountains mainly and then the altitude and just Texas is great, but I'm not a big fan of Houston. I was ready to get somewhere else. Um, I was only there. Temp- I was there for about four years. So it's not even like where I'm from, um, okay. but it was a good spot for a time and it was time to, time to head out, time to head to the mountains. You've been liking it here. Love it here. Love yeah. It. Never going back to Texas. That's it. Yeah. Just, just humidity alone. I would say it's enough of a reason. I, I wouldn't say, I feel like the humidity doesn't bother me a whole lot. I'm pretty well adapted to the heat humidity, but the accessibility to the outdoors is huge for me. Like, yeah, that's the biggest thing for me. So when it was, it's, it was about a year ago since last time we talked on the podcast, I think it was legitimately the week before West Virginia, which West Virginia is also this weekend. So it's been about a year exactly one year not I did not by, realize that not by plan but <laughs> no. it seems like you're in much different places well obviously physically in a different place being in Colorado and also like I believe when we talked like you had been done you'd done maybe you I think you had done the deca mile I think you had the deca mile record at the time which was like you know last year deca was like brand new right it's like yeah you did a deca mile so you had the record and you're like kind of like you finished well in regional races and I think in West Virginia what were you like seventh or eighth yeah, um, I think I finished eighth there. Yeah. That was my first national series race, and was a good and it was a good outcome. I thought when you went out there and and stuck your nose in it and did really yeah. well because it, it was it was it was one week after a hundred miler one that like actually affected me. Um, so I was very happy with my results. How do you know when they actually affect you? Because that's that's always the thing, right? It's like I should run a hundred miler at this point. I'm just like it doesn't really matter. Uh, what, what happens to you when they're affecting you? My Achilles were all swollen up for like almost the entire week after. So, so it's like physical, like there'll be something like there'll be. Oh yeah. If there's something, something physically going on, I know pretty quickly. And since then, I mean, you've had a couple of really great outcomes in the hybrid space and in the U S national series in Spartan. And, and now obviously in the ultras, is, would you say this Leadville finish was probably your best outcome in terms of. Um, yeah, in terms of, I mean, it was one of the, it was the biggest race I've ever done. I've right. never seen that many people at an ultra. Um, and the level of competition, I believe, was a little bit higher there. Um, so, yeah, I was super, I was not expecting that at all. Um, really happy with that. I've been finishing well in each of the ones that I've done so far. But I know, I mean, the last one I did was Vermont, and they say that one's more competitive. Um but Leadville is just kind of on another level. So yeah, yeah. Right. You get- to finish seventh at Leadville was pretty huge. Right. It's pretty like happy with that. People will understand that that, cause I mean, there's hundred mile races that, you know, might not be as competitive. It's probably hard to get a good field of runners together to do that distance often. Yeah. But like when you say Leadville, like, you know, it's, yeah, it's everybody knows Leadville. for sure. Yeah. How is that Vermont race? Cause that's a different, that's a whole different ball game out there. Vermont is really fun. Um, I actually went into it. I had something going on with my knee and so I wasn't sure how it was going to go. And it ended up being one of the best ones I've done yet. Um, it was very runnable. And hmm. in the past I've kind of preferred ones that have more elevation gain. Cause it like, it's more, it forces you to have to either hike or run. Um, but this one was just kind of a lot of rolling runnable terrain. Um, and I actually ended up really liking it. Um, and it, yeah, didn't, didn't hurt me any worse than I already was. So that's bad. <laughs> so, so with this, like, right. Like when we talk about it, like on things like race brain or whatever, when we're talking just like with our crew of, of seeing how these results are kind of coming out, like 
the things you're doing are sort of defying what we would typically think an athlete is capable of doing. And like, it's clear that you do, you know, you feel pain, like you have to recover, right? Right. Right. You, you have these physical things sometimes <laughs> here or there. Um, so I'm interested, like I, I was just reading this book called um, it's called how bad do you want it? It's by Matt mm-hmm. Fitzgerald. Um, it's a good book. It's like, it yeah. tells like, have you read it? Yeah. Yeah. It tells like anecdotal uh, stories about people and then it kind of backs it up by some expert or something steeped in science or things like that. But there's one part that's about like the suffering and what happens in our brains are basically stopping our bodies, right? It's not always our body that's, that's, we're not getting to that fatigue point, but it might be like that central governor type of thing. That's going to actually like slow us down or stop us. Mm -hmm. So you seem to be doing a really good job at, blocking that out or just dealing with it. So like, what do you, what are you thinking about when you're in the suffering of these races? Because like the, you expand so far and like the feeling I'm sure in a hundred miler is much different than a decafit and a decafit in a high rocks. That's even kind of like a different feeling of suffering. So like, is it always the same thing? It's kind of running through your head during that or, or how do you deal with that type of feeling? I would say that con- the feeling that's consistent through them all is just kind of like, Uh, I guess focusing less on how much it hurts and more on like how much fun it is, not obviously the pain part, but like the competition part of it. Hmm. Um, That's the thing. I mean, when I'm out at Leadville, like it's beautiful views, it's just amazing country to be running through. And that's what I'm focusing on to the point where it's not like I have to like tell myself my body doesn't hurt because it sort of hurts like the entire time, Mm -hmm. but I don't even like go there mentally. I just focus on like, this is so cool that I'm here. This is so pretty, like enjoying like the surroundings. And then obviously like high rocks Deca, there's not a lot of scenery, but I just like, like the, um, I guess like the energy and just the, like, it's so fast paced and it's just fun to be out there. And like, I don't know. It's a different, it's a different kind of simulation, but the same idea of like, I'm not even thinking about like if I'm hurting or not, it's more of like, I'm super happy to be here and I'm super happy to be competing. And like, this is fun. Not the suffering part, but the competition part is really fun. So is it almost like a choice that you're making in those moments where, because there, there's always like bells and whistles and like alarms that are going off in our heads, trying to slow us down. And are are those things bubbling up or are you just so focused on the positive and the fun that you're having that you're not necessarily having to beat those thoughts down or do they creep up and you're like, eh, like actually, they, is this fun? Yeah, no, they definitely creep up. And I guess where my go-to definitely in like Deca and High Rocks when I start to like really hurt and like, this is not so fun. Um, I find I've definitely several times almost laugh at myself in those moments where I'm kind of like, what am I even doing? Here? And that kind of like, that kind of, you know, in a weird way, kind of like distracts from the actual pain. And it's like, you know what, like, what are you even doing here? Like, just keep doing your best. And like, you know, it is what it is, I guess, kind of thing. Um, yeah. So I would think creep up a little bit, but it's also, I don't know if I've just done them enough or I'm just still like super happy to be doing them to the point where I'm like, you know, it is what it is just got to kind of laugh at yourself sometimes and they'll just, I mean, just, you know, just do whatever you can. So. Cause it is like kind of where I go to. Yeah. I try to think about that. It's like, we get to do these things, you know, we don't put ourselves in these positions and then like get to suffering and then start to feel bad about it. Like we've chosen to be in these spots. So that's a good technique to just like laugh about it. 
I will literally. This I know I've stupid. done that. <laughs> yeah, I've done that before. And the one, I think it was the second DECA that I did. And again, it was like a week after a hundred miler. And I wasn't really sure how it was going to go. And as soon as I hit the skier, it started like really hurting. And I was literally like, what am I doing here? And I just kind of started, I just kind of like laughing at myself. Like, this is crazy. But like, you know, again, like I just put myself here and kind of fun still. So. Yeah. Has, have there been moments that you've had to like the things I like, I'll, I'll chase those moments, right? Like you get that one, you almost have like a short time to decide, especially in a short race, like a Decker or high rocks, right? It's like, am I going to push into this feeling and just like, accept this is where I am and that it's just a feeling, right? It'll go away. Like, then there's nothing wrong. I chose to do this. This is silly. Why am I doing this here? But like, there's also that like, oh, I should slow down or, 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 oh, there's this, maybe I'm not good enough, you know, that type of feelings that like, so it's almost like this decision that you have to make it happens in a split second, right? Have you had times where it does kind of take you? Do you is there anything that, that you can recollect in your athletic competition career where it's like you've kind of fallen back on like negativity? Not really. Um, nice. I would say I'm a fairly positive person in general, but I also definitely choose that. And um, I think I, I mean, I go into it with very little pressure to where, I mean, I don't know. I just uh, don't allow for negativity to me. Like that's not negativity does not belong in that space. Hmm. Um, yeah. Right. And, and it's so often there though, because yeah. it's such but a I stressful think that's, thing. That's not something that even happens in a split second. That's something that's been building for a very long time where I'm not good enough. I'm not fast enough. I don't think I'll do well enough. Like all of those are incredibly negative thoughts. And so then when it comes down to like, oh, am I going to like choose to like, hey, I'm just glad to be here. Or am I going to like choose to beat up on myself? All those thoughts leading into it are what produce that. That's what makes the design factor, in my opinion. Like it's not so much a split second like, oh, I mean, I, you have to like pre-program that. So you're either pre-programming positivity or negativity and whatever you're programming is going to pop up in competition. Right. Like if you're in a, if you're working out and you have a bad workout and you decide, decide that, oh, today's not your day. I feel, I feel terrible. I'm, I'm slow. I'm not great. I'm yeah. not good enough to, that's just going to be the same type of feeling that's going to happen. Yeah. In those or if moments. you ever tell yourself like, I'm not good at this or I'm not as good as this person or I'm not, you know, whatever it is. I feel like all of those negative, uh, that's building a pattern and that pattern, like whatever comes out in competition is a pattern you've already, already built. Hmm. Yeah. So in, in, in terms of your journey, is that something that you've always been like toward, like just like building toward the positive and kind of seeing it as fun and having like the joy in, in just like what you're doing? Like, ha have you had to pre-program that or is that something that just kind of happened naturally for you? Um, I'm still just super grateful to be here, uh, to be <laughs> able to compete, to be able to do all the things I do. Um, I still feel very new to it all. And I still feel like, I don't know, I'm still like exploring the possibilities or the, you know, the limits of what's possible. Um, and I think, I mean, some of that has been conscious, um, because I don't know, I like, I kind of came into it with that already, but then I think I've consciously chosen to maintain that. Mm -hmm. Um, just, yeah, I'm just grateful to be able to do what I do and be able to do something like, I just love it all. And that's one thing that, you know, you inspire people for sure. And like people who I, I coach some people for who like will mention you and it's like, well, Chris, <laughs> Chris is doing this, this and this. And I'm like, I know, 
<laughs> and so like the, the like so you have this thing where you are trying to find the limits of what's possible right and, and how to like and and it's clear that you're exploring that just based on the, how much you're racing and how well you're doing and the different variety of races that you are doing like i said it is inspiring to people because people want to do want to do it all <laughs> right they want to i get i get some messages every once in a while and i'm like I'm never really, I'm not a coach, so I never really know what to answer. But yeah, <laughs> I think like, that's kind of neat. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it's awesome. I think it's, it's yeah, I think it's neat because in, in my opinion and obviously experience, like fitness is fitness and fitness carries over and, um, that fitness like takes work and it takes, hmm. um, you know, like you build a certain level of fitness, but at the same time, like a hundred miler fitness can and does carry over to a deck of fit fitness because you're still a fit person with it. And I guess also within our, all of our endurance sports things, like, I mean, I'm definitely, I'm definitely not fit enough to do, but I would kind of argue that like, um, I mean, like powerlifting, those kind of things, like I wouldn't really call that fitness. That's like a One kind of a different thing. Yeah. Just it's strength. not like, yeah. yeah, it's not actual fitness. So I would, in my opinion, like fitness carries over to anything that requires fitness. And obviously there's different levels and there's different, you know, um, focuses, but as a general rule, like if you can run, you know, if you can run and lift something, like you can run and lift something in a lot of different settings. So kind of yeah. Guess, yeah. Right. And so where, where I come into right, now, Go are you going to be the best at it? Possibly not, but you can definitely like narrow. I mean, that's when I go into like last year, yeah, last year I was really happy with how it went because I, uh, or I guess beginning of this year, I decided like I wanted to focus on high rocks for the first several months and then go into my summer of hundreds. And so I really focused on that like high rock strength specificity for the first several months. And um, then when that was done, I'm into hundreds and my hundreds have been getting better and better as I go because that's been my focus. Um, so. Yeah, yes. Like so, compartmentalizing a little bit. Right. Like you're this. periodizing, right? You're like, here's my, that, here's yeah. my, here's my focus here. And then after this, like, I'm going to go into something that's almost the opposite, but still with the same type of vigor and, and that you're going to explore it to the fullest because yeah. it seems to be, and this is where you're screwing people up because <laughs> they're, like, they're like, well, you always be the best at it. It's like most people know, but what you've been doing, people are like, but Chris is doing it. I'm like, yes. I see that this is happening. Um, so sorry, am I making your job hard? <laughs> <laughs> I have to explain this anomaly to people. I'm like, I don't, I don't really, don't, don't eat it. So like, what do you, because it's coming from this aspect of jo like this joy and, and fun place and just things that you kind of cultivated and you want to see what, what the limits are, like what is possible for yourself. And I guess like, what do you think that is? What are you looking for with that? Like, how far do you think you can go? Do you ever think about like what could be possible with this type of stuff? Um, I, I guess I would say I, nobody really knows what's possible with any of the stuff that I do. Um, it's all kind of like niche sports. So I feel like I'm kind of lucky to be in a spot where like, it isn't highly specialized. It isn't highly like, you know, it doesn't take years and years of focus. Um, so, and I, then I guess, uh, I don't think a whole lot of like long-term. I just kind of think about what's next and try to give like a, my best effort to whatever's next. Um, and then I guess definitely not limit myself 
to anything um, because I don't know where it will go and I don't think anybody really, really knows where it will go. Um, but I want to make sure that I'm like living to my full potential. Like I'm going to find out, um, or not find out, but I'm going to like go somewhere with it. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. So it's basically just like keeping the doors open. Yeah. Right? Like whatever, yeah. whatever is there, like there's no reason to close things off or just be like, yeah. Hey, I won the high rocks world championship. Like, let me see like how good I could get at high rocks. It's like, that's yeah. not necessarily like, yeah, it's one of those, yeah, I don't have. I don't have, like, I don't limit myself, but I feel like I also didn't have super high expectations. Like, okay, I really like high rocks. I did really well. I know I can get better. So I will get better in that, mm. but I don't know if I'll win again. I don't know if I'll break any records. And like, I don't really care. I just want to get myself better. Like I, I know I can get better. So I'm going to get better at that. Same with like hundred milers. Like who knows if I'll ever be good at them, but I definitely know I can get better and I am getting better. And so I'm going to keep that continuing to see where I can go with that. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's kind of the way I view it. There was another part of that book that, uh, the one at the, the last part was kind of the first chapter and this part is the last chapter it's in it was probably talks about like uh prefontaine and how he talked he's like asked that question about like is it worth like is this all worth it right and basically he was asking the question of like what is your why and is your why strong enough for you to endure like what it takes to race and to to train at this high level because it, it's uncomfortable right and like there's points where you really have to kind of like be introspective and understand like why we're out here doing it. Um, so do, do you think about that? Like, is there a why there for you that makes you want to continue to keep these doors open and to just uh, like, just not limit what you're capable of doing? Um, yeah, my why I guess would just be like, I, I've been given a body that like blows my mind. Like I don't understand how I'm able to walk and run and hike after 14 years or I'm mean, sorry, <laughs> after, after hundred milers, like <laughs> I don't understand it. Um, so I guess I just feel like I've been blessed with like a something special. I don't, I think a lot of it is physically. I think a lot of it is mentally. Um, and I just feel like it would be a waste of my potential to not see where this can go like um but along those lines as well like um my why is definitely like i don't care if i'm a world champion i don't care if i break any records i don't care about any kind of like i guess uh like something that other people have set as success like to me my success is doing the best that i can every chance i get um I plan to be doing this for a long time, but I also like don't have any set like, oh, like I don't plan to ever retire, but I also like am not a full-time athlete and I don't think I ever will be like just a normal person. And I am just trying to like explore the potential of whatever it is that I have. Um, mm -hmm. And to me that like, I don't care about championships. I don't care about, I mean, I want to be really good only because I think my body is really good at some of these things. Mm -hmm. Um, so I guess, yeah, the why is just kind of, um, I don't know. I don't want to waste what I've been given and I don't want to just take it for granted and, or, and not, you know, explore the full potential. I think about that sometimes for myself as well, because similarly, like I, like I've definitely been given some things that have been beneficial for endurance training and endurance sports, right? Like just like first, 
first like track race I ever did, I was like good at it with no training. It's like, okay, something is here. So I think about that too. Is like, is do I owe that to myself for the potential of where I it could go? And sometimes I just shrug my shoulders and I, and I just don't know. I'm like, is that a good enough reason for me to kind of keep going because there is something there that others don't have? Like, do I owe it to myself? Do I owe it to others that don't have it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I've been, I've been trying to think about like, is that really why I keep doing it? And for me, it comes down to just like personal pride almost. Like I know that there is more that I can do. So I want to be proud of my efforts that I put forward so that I can feel just like good about who I am as an athlete because maybe, maybe it could be because of those gifts that I've been given, but like the reaching my full potential part, like, I don't know. I don't, I can't tell if that's, that's driving me or not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's definitely, I feel like you can't have it, uh, ex- exterior motivation, like based mm-hmm. on what other people think you can do or whatever. Cause I feel like I've also had some of that where I've had people like, you know, you have so much potential in this or in this. And I kind of take that and like, okay, like we'll see. But, um, I feel like I try to very much keep it like an internal, like, is this something that I care about that I want to get better at? Um, and I feel like that keeps me going more than other, other people seeing potential is huge towards like kind of, I guess, opening doors, opening my eyes towards what could be, Mm. but at the same time, like it's still my body and it's still my potential. And so (laughs) like, it comes down to me at the end of the day. Right. If someone sees you at the gym, it's like, oh, you could be a deck of fit. It's like, well, I don't like deck of fit. <laughs> like, I yeah. don't want to do it. Uh, yeah. n- not saying that's what it is because you've been crushing with deca too. But <laughs> um, the, but yeah, like, so that intrinsic feeling, is it just something that, and I guess I've actually kind of had to do work with this too, because of when I've kind of switched from OCR into more of this hybrid space was more of like what I intrinsically felt good about doing. And it was like, oh, I kind of do like, this more tangible, like I, I can set a goal in the gym and set a goal like for speed stuff. And like, I can reach that and I can check these boxes and kind of figure out how to get there. Where OCR to me, was just like a little bit too abstract. It was just like, yeah, like getting good at downhill running, like getting good at like carries later, just like the grip stuff. Like it was just like, didn't quite click to me. Um, so are there intrinsic things for you that you kind of search out in these events? Like what, it, what feels good? Like, what do you think is like cool when it comes to like, these, these type of endurance endeavors or fitness stuff? Um, I don't know. I, I don't really differ between any of them. Like if I think about like, Oh, this one makes sense. This one doesn't like to me, it all kind of, it, uh, not that it like, I guess I see that like, I'm like, it's the, every, all the pieces are coming together and there's always room to improve in everything that I do. Like, I do the Spartans, I do the, you know, even the Savages, the, mm-hmm. the Decas, the 100 milers. Um, and I guess I don't, um, I don't know. I, all of them are something that I want to do and like doing. And I guess for me, though, the thing that the, like the thing that keeps me going, keeps me coming back is like, it's on, it's that finish line feeling of like, when you finish knowing that you gave your best shot out there and your best shot was, I mean, it was your best for that day. Um, and it's just, it really, I mean, it's a feeling of accomplishment and a feeling of like um, satisfaction that like does. And you can, I don't find that really much of anywhere else. Like mm-hmm. it's that finish line that really feels good to me and it feels good. And uh, that's a consistent, like 
when I finish a hundred miler, obviously a finish line is very satisfying, but when I finish a Spartan, it's super satisfying. Um, cause I guess it's one of those, like you go into like, you go into work mode, you go into the dark place and you put in the work, but you don't know how that, you don't know how that will turn out until the finish line. So the finish line is kind of like the, like the, it's where you kind of, um, it's the finale. Yeah. That's like, that's, that's what this is all about sort of is like that finish line. And that's, and then after the finish line, well, then you move on to the next thing and what's done is done. And next thing is next. So I don't know. How does the, uh, how's the competition work into that for you then? Because like it, you're clearly competitive, right? Like you're like, you wouldn't be doing all these races and doing well if you were just like, Oh, well, like, I mean, there's a certain, to a certain extent, you could push yourself as hard as you can to, to get the best result on that day. But like, I've seen you compete, like you're, you, you do, you will react based off of what's happening around you. Uh, mm-hmm. how, how does the competition kind of fit into that finish line feeling or just like the, the journey of the, of like the race? Um, I guess going out there to kind of see where I match up against everybody else. Um, I think it's always, I, I kind of like, um, I guess going into it, you know, I see stuff on social media. I see things people have posted. I see things people are saying. Everybody has expectations, predictions, all that kind of thing. Um, and I just like to, I guess, kind of, um, I guess, kind of poke holes in like what people think or perceive about themselves or others. Like, because, um, and I guess that's what I like about like the competition is nobody like you can put in all the planning, you can put in all the prep, you can put in all the, you know, whatever you think will happen or whatever. But when it comes down to it, like it just happens the way it happens. And like, there's not really like, nobody knows how it's going to happen. So I guess okay. I kind of like the adventure of like, who knows? Like, you know, I don't know. Nobody else knows. Yeah. And I think I kind of like that, that aspect of like, you know, cause I go into it like, Oh, well this person's super fast. But then when I, like start catching up to them. I'm like, wait a second. Like, you know, I guess it's in competition, all's fair in competition. Like you never know. Like, um, so I, I guess I like that, like kind of the unknown of like how things will iron out. Yeah. That is, that is, that is the best part about sports, right? Live sports and just like seeing like, that's what's so compelling about coming. That's like, what's going to happen? Like, and trying to like, draw these stories and back to that book. I mean, this is just a famous prefontaine quote and I never, it never like run, like re- I never thought about this quote until recently where he says like, I don't race to see who's the fastest. I may be getting this quote wrong. So I don't race to see who's the fastest. I race to see who has the most guts. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was, and I just thought about like putting myself in that position of, of him and being like, now let's, now let's push here and see what this person does. And like, just to, just so I can know if, like what will happen in this race or what, what these people are like around me if I change the dynamic of what's happening. And I just thought that was like such a cool thing, such a crazy way to approach a race. Yeah. And I think I, I, I really relate to that. Cause I think I kind of come into everything with a bit of an underdog approach. Like I don't have a lot of background in this. I don't have a lot of experience. I'm just kind of winging it, but like I definitely have guts and like, I will go all out in competition. Um, so I guess, yeah, that's, I, I would say that's kind of, I like to kind of upset things like yeah, <laughs> do things that are unexpected. Um, I, yeah, that kind of like, that's kind of a fun motivation drive. So you mentioned mid- something before, go ahead. Well, just, yeah, mid competition. That's kind of what I, what I like to go for. 
Just stir in the pot. That's the goal. See what everybody's Always. got. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not the fastest. I'm not the strongest, but I can stir some pots. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you mentioned before that, you know, that you have, that you believe that you have some sort of talent toward this or, or whatever's happening. Like there, there's some sort of potential there. I'm sure when you're out there run, doing hundred miles or, or just running and, and spending time by yourself, like, are you thinking about, are you trying to understand why this is, why you're able to do this kind of stuff? Cause I, I will, I'll be like, huh, I guess my resting heart rate has always been super low. I guess I've always had like this propensity toward this and that, and like trying to kind of put the pieces together for the kind of athlete that I am. But you said you don't understand. Do you really not have any idea like why you're able to kind of bounce back or, or perform so well? I think I just do a lot of living in the moment and not worrying about like the before or after or what's happened or what's coming. Like, and I think that like, I don't know, just living in the moment and just being grateful for the moment that I'm in. Um, that's definitely what I do when I'm out there running alone for hours. And I would say that carries over to like, you know, I mean, I just like this past weekend, I wanted to do a 14 or on Friday morning and like, I guess that's kind of one of the, I, t I would say it's one of those just kind of living in the moment, like, all right, well, if I'm out here, I'm going to do a 14 er and it'll affect a hundred miler somewhat, or will it like it might, it might not. Um, so <laughs> I go hike a 14 er and, you know, and it's one of those, like, I guess I do things that I enjoy and that I want to do. And I want to enjoy those moments for everything they are. And then once that moment's over, like, well, we're on to the next and, whatever, obviously whatever happened, like running a hundred miles, like has some kind of a physical mental impact on you. But at the same time, like, well, I'm not still running a hundred miles. Like what's a four mile hike up Mount Sherman? Like, let's go, let's just kind of do the next thing. Let's live in the moment. Um, yeah, that's, that's, I guess the only conclusion I've kind of come to is like, I just kind of go for whatever is right in front of me. Um, with a lot less worry about what's, you know, front or behind. I buy it. I like it. <laughs> cause it, cause it is I, like, if if I was in your shoes, I would be like feeling like shit during a hundred mile and be like, man, I really shouldn't have done that 14 or yesterday. And that's just like, <laughs> that's in the past. Yeah. Right? It doesn't, that's yeah. not going to help. I just came up with that right now. I've never really thought about that before, but I think that's what it is. Is I just, you know, every moment is what it is. And, you know, I get, I mean, you can have regrets or you can have, you know, worries, but those won't really like pay off in the moment. So just kind of live in the moment. So like you're, you are doing Kelowna this weekend i'm doing Kelowna. yep so like for, like you won't think about the 100 miler during no. the Kelowna race no. i've already <laughs> done like yeah i've already i mean i've already hiked a 14er i rollerbladed 16 miles i rocked 50 pounds for eight miles yesterday and then i did a, a sprint workout this morning like the 100 miler was you know days ago that was we're in a whole right. new moment <laughs> <laughs> and so it's not less so there's no worry about like the residuals or like optimization type of stuff, right? It's not, not like- Not really. I think my body is constantly, uh, like every stimulus that I give it, like it is learning and growing and mm -hmm. adapting. Um, I don't know, that's probably not scientific, but that's kind of the way I view it is like, you know, whatever it's doing right now, like it is adapting and figuring out how to function well. Um, so I don't know. And I've done enough hundred milers and then something the weekend after and felt, little to no effect. Um, but I don't really worry about that. Nice. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. Like I said, I, I buy it. Like, I think that it's, that's a hard thing to do, 
you know, it's like, and that's something that people try to cultivate, or I'll just speak for myself, I've tried to cultivate through just like, you know, mindfulness practice or whatever, or during the actual activity that I'm doing, trying to stay physically and mentally engaged into that exact moment. And it is hard because it's just like, it's easy to be, we're so stimulated so often that it's hard to stay in one spot. Um, so how, do, is that just something that you've just been able to do? They just I've definitely not always been that way. Um, but I mean, I just feel terrible if I don't. I feel better if I do. So mm-hmm. I mean, I've definitely, I would say hundreds are the, the most like challenging one where I think about like, oh, there's still so many miles left or there's still so many feet of climbing or like whatever. Um, but that doesn't help you feel, does not, it does not physically or mentally ever serve you to right. worry or have regrets. So mm-hmm. I think I've kind of just tried to be aware of that. Yeah. And so on to like something a little bit different with, with some of the success that you've had in particular that one weekend, right? The, the high rocks world championship back to back into the big bear, Bear, right? Like hours apart. We now know how you've done it. You're like, right now I'm doing a high rocks. Then didn't even think about the high rocks. Now you're doing, now you're doing big bear. So have things changed for you in terms of the mentality or like, have you felt, have you felt pressure to perform in a certain, to a certain way now that there may have be, there might be more attention to you now than versus like a year ago where like when, before you even done a national series race a year ago, now it's like, okay. In some ways, yes. But at the same time, like whatever kind of outside pressure or, um, I guess expectations there are like, I know that it literally does nothing. It does not help or it doesn't hurt or help my performance ever. Um, so I would say I'm still pretty good at maintaining like, and I, I also am aware of like, I mean, I've got, I've had issues with my ankle and my knee this summer. Like I've had different things going on to the point where like, I really can't expect anything like, I can expect, I mean, this Vermont 100 that I did, I was like, I was fully planning to drop out if I needed to, like, you know, just like, I really can't predict or expect anything. Um, So I guess, I mean, it's kind of a balance of like, yeah, there's a little bit more like outside pressure and expectations, but that is like not even a consideration. Like that has nothing to do with it. There's a little bit of like pressure and expectations on my part, but at the same time, I feel like I'm pretty realistic and like, well, I can expect to do decent here or I may not. And it still is what it is. Um, I don't know. I don't think it really changes a whole lot hmm. for me. Have you picked up uh, like sponsors at all? Like have you, have you, are there incentives now to perform in your, on your end? Um, not really. I mean, obviously like winning money is sort of an incentive, sure. yeah, but yeah. at the same time, like I have a full-time job, so I don't like ever need money. Um, I have a couple sponsors that I work with, but it's more, I mean, it's not performance-based. I don't have any like podium bonuses or whatever. So I have some people that I work with, but again, like even working with them, like I've made it very clear that if I'm going to work with somebody, like it's just going to be something that happens organically. Like I'm not trying to make a buck. I'm not trying to sell my soul for anything. Like I'm just doing what I do. And I have, I mean, I work with Hyperware and uh, Mantra Labs are the two main ones. Um, and I like use them every day and they factor into my life. So like, absolutely like all, and I'm not really good at posting stuff, but I'm like, I'll post like all, you know, if this is something that makes sense, let's go. Um, and we've worked out some pretty good deals with them, um, with mud gear too. Like I have several, um, but no, that, that, and I don't know if I, 
I don't know. To me, it doesn't really make sense if I'm like, I'm not a full-time athlete, so it doesn't really matter what brands think or don't think about me. Like, I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a, ni- it's a nice place to be. You yeah. Know, I can't imagine what, it, I mean, I've never really had the opportunity to like have to perform for sponsors. I just, I would, I don't think I would like that very much. Yeah. Nope. Me neither. Yeah. Definitely um, not. Would you ever, like, are these like adventure races or is like a 200 miler on your radar? I was registered to run a 200 miler this year um, <laughs> and I deferred it to next year. So I guess I'm doing a 200 miler next year. Um, I, for a while I was like, no, I don't think so. But I did um, last year, I did a like hundred miler followed by a 14 mile hike. And then like two days later I did like a 50 mile, like the Grand Canyon. Um Rim to rim. So that was kind of a, like, that was a huge eye opening. Like, I guess I can just kind of keep going day after day, like large efforts. So that kind of opened my, like opened the possibility of a 200 and I am registered for one now. So supposed to be doing it next year. I'm not really sure how I feel about it, except the one thing that I've heard about those is like sleep is important. Like Mm -hmm. you have to sleep in 200 miles and I'm very good at sleeping. So I'm thinking I can definitely get in some solid power naps and keep going. Yeah. How does that work? Like, are you just like supposed to sleep like 20 minutes at a time or I don't know. Some people only sleep like, I don't, I don't think they ever make you. Um, I heard some stories about the two that have happened this year of like, this lady was so sleep deprived. She was stabbing her husband with her poles because she didn't know who he was. <laughs> or this guy, like they found him at like mile 195 and he was asking like, did I finish? And they're oh, like, man. no, you're, yeah. So, um, I think, I mean, honestly, you can cut it any way you want. I, but I, from what I've heard, I think the sleep component is pretty important because um, you mentally just go at some point. Yeah. Um, but I've, <laughs> I've had like enough experience with like kind of towing that line. Um, yeah, it kind of sounds exciting to me. Like, and I'm very good at like knocking out for a couple hours and then going again, like power nap. I'm very good at power naps. So, um, I think it's something I could be good at. And the 200 miles is like obviously very uh, daunting, but at the same time, based on some things that I've done, I'm like, eh, my body could cover it, you know, mm-hmm. I think. So it's like so, sort of exciting to you. It's like, it's, a, it's unknown. It, it it's is. Yeah. It's in those limits again. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I'm all about that. So that's the, like 200. Let's go. Um, I'm doing some of the 24 hour OCR stuff this year, which I was going to ask. Yeah. Are you doing, are you going to do, wait, did you, have you done an ultra this year? Do you have to qualify? I did an ultra at the end of last year that I believe carries over that Dallas. Um, it definitely, yeah, definitely carries over for, um, Spartan ultra world championships. And then for world's toughest mutter, I believe there's other qualifications. I don't plan to do a tough mutter before then, but I'd like to do world's toughest mutter. So you're going to try to do them both. Yep. Nice. That is, is that as exciting with like with the obstacles mixed in? Cause it's going to be about the same time frame, right? I've always said, I would say if I have any uh, like kryptonite, it's like rain and wet, like uh-huh. not a fan of that. I like the sunlight. I like heat. Um, so that's kind of been my biggest turnoff is like, I don't want to be wet and muddy for 24 hours. Like <laughs> nothing about that sounds appealing. Um, but I did a race last summer where it like rained for 12 hours and I actually like coped with it. Okay. And was like, okay, I can handle this. Um, and then I also saw that like Spartan often does not have a dunk wall, which I was like, sweet. I'm all about that. So, yeah, I can't imagine they'll make you do the swim at Tahoe. Yeah. Yeah. They don't, sometimes they don't make the beast athletes do it because it's too nasty. Really? Yeah. 
but world's toughest. Yep, you'll be, be you'll wet. be wet. But I'll have tested the waters at the Ultra World Champion with the Spartans. So I think I'll be, I mean, I'll manage. What's 24 hours? You know, it's 24 hours and it's done. Just a day, so. whatever. Just 24 hours. Yeah. That's something I also do a lot in competition is like, I mean, even in DecaFit, like this will be 35 minutes and it's done. Like mm -hmm. you can gut it out for 35 minutes. I'll even do that. Like definitely when I was even running this weekend where I'm like, been out here for like, you know, 17 hours now. I'm like, well, I won't be out here. I will not be out here any more than 13 hours. Like <laughs> there's no more than that. You know, so I kind of like do the whole time thing of like, okay, how bad could it be for another 13 hours? You know, I used to tell like my, uh, like some athletes who were training for like a marathon or something like that, who would be like kind of freaked out about the distance. I'm like, look, like four hours in terms of the, your day isn't even that long. Like that's yeah, like, yeah. you could drive somewhere and then like have a full day of stuff to do. Before yeah. I was like, it's really not that much time. Yeah. <laughs> so the tw 24, yeah, the, there's plenty of days. That's just one day. Yeah. Now I haven't, well, actually, I don't know. I'm doing a little bit of a double up for that ultra world, the Spartan ultra. Um, I'm so? going to do, I'm going to do the OCRWC 3k and 15k on Friday and Saturday. And then Ooh. I'm dipping up to Tahoe because uh, it starts on Sunday at 10 AM. So I was like, Oh, timing works out perfectly. So then we'll hit it for 24 hours of. Spartan. Are there some, there are some flight logistics that work for that? Yep, I've got it all worked out. Let's go! That's awesome. It's gonna be a fun double. That's up. super cool. Yeah, I didn't think about the OCR World Championships. So you're gonna go out there too? Yeah, definitely. You you did well there last year. That was a, a yeah. World Championship podium. That was probably up until this year. That was maybe a breakout race, I guess you could say. Whereas. Yeah, uh, I kind of broke out in like Deca, and then that probably. So yeah. Mm, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Are you excited, about, excited that? about that? Yeah. Super excited. <laughs> That's going to be fun. It's going to be a full weekend. I'm all about full weekends. Yeah. Cause the, the, the Tahoe race should be, should be interesting. What's been, what's been like your preferred terrain? Or do you kind of like the, the dry kind of dirt trails or are you, are you liking more of like the, cause what Stratton was, or Stratton would be like where it's more uh, lush green type of stuff. Um, I don't know. I kind of like it all. I did find out at Stratton last year that the shoes I used to wear do not work. I did a lot of sliding around how, <laughs> how wet everything was. I landed like both feet out from under me, sliding on my butt downhill, probably like at least I lost count during the 15K. It happened, I think, at least twice on the 3K and the 15K. I was like, I don't know how many times this has happened. Though. That was one kind thing. Of a, a little bit of a slip and slide. <laughs> that was one thing with OCR, just like trail running in general, that I didn't put too much emphasis on when I first started. That like the footwear matters. <laughs> I was like, mm -hmm. eh, who cares? Let's wear these shoes. It'll be fine. And it yeah. uh, it actually matters. Yeah. Um, what are you thinking about Kelowna? Uh, did you take, get a chance to? It looks beautiful. It's going to be a, a pretty cool course, I think. Have you looked at it much? No, I have no. not looked at it at all. Yeah. I'm going to go backpacking for two days before. So I'll just show up ready to roll. I'm also, I'm really big on like, everybody worries about like what you do before, after and all that. Like, I think it's really important to have your head in a good space. And so to me, like checking out and going backpacking and camping for a couple of days before, you know, climbing a 14 or the day before at a hundred miler, like all of that, like that feeds my soul. Like that feeds me mentally. And I feel like that carries over a whole lot into most, I mean, your race performance, but also like your, like what you get out of the race or, mm. you know, that kind of thing. So 
I like doing that. Where in contrast, like if you were just like to stay in a hotel room or something. Yeah, that sounds miserable. Like that would, <laughs> you know, you mentally go insane just sitting there. You think of all the different scenarios, like, yeah. Or like, yeah, all of that. I'm just like, count me out on that. Like, I'm just going to go live it up. Is that what kind of guides your training as well? Um, probably, probably. I'm, I just kind of do whatever sounds like fun. There is some level of like, I mean, um, I do a lot of like sandbag work for like basic strength. Um, and that keeps me in decent DECA high rock shape. Um, I'll do things like I, I nanny these two kids and I took them hiking the other day and it was like 50 pounds, one on front, one on back. It was like 50 pounds. And I finished that and I was like, my shoulder, I felt completely broken. And I was like, that's kind of pathetic that I'm that broken. So we did five miles last week. Um, and then this five miles and like a little bit of up. So this week I went out and did eight miles and we went almost up to South Boulder Peak. It was about 3000 feet of gain. Um, but it's one of those things that I was like, I should not be that weak. Um, so I guess I kind of just uh, try to try to um, what do you call it? Like, I guess strengthen the the weak weak areas, and then just kind of maintain a a basic, uh, you know, minimum of I should be decently fit at all times. Just kind of testing some things here or there, seeing how you respond, yeah. and then it's like, oh, yeah. that wasn't what you wanted. It's like building that up. Yeah. Yeah. That was not acceptable. It's kind of high see Cause I would imagine keeping like with this longer endurance, trying to keep that type of high rock strength where generally speaking in your high rocks races, like the sleds have been the biggest issue, right? Yeah. And that's the thing I've taken a break from for the past couple of months and I will be coming back to that soon because I need to work on that. Good. But I think it's huge, like just basic leg strength and leg endurance absolutely carries over to that. Mm. It's still a slightly different stimulus, like pushing that weight at that angle. But I don't see that taking a break from it or not specializing in that really has that big of an effect. If I'm still maintaining a level of like leg strength and endurance, like it's going to carry over on some level. It's muscular endurance at the end of the day, right? Like the sled's yeah. only so heavy. It's not going to push back so yeah like what what kent does i don't know like, i think sometimes it pushes back on <laughs> there's something up with those it sleds that they like haven't it. figured out they might be having people push it back um but yeah like what even like the manitou incline or what kent does with the mini incline like that it, mm -hmm. to me that seems like good sound training for something like the sled push yeah yeah um, i think spending days in the mountains like mm -hmm. pays off somehow mm -hmm. uh so you're planning on doing some high are you, do you have a high rocks picked out or are you gonna wait until spring um I'm going to wait till spring. None of the ones this year work out. So, no. um, yeah. And then DECA Atlantic city. Does that work? Yep. It yep. Does. I'll be there. When's world's toughest. I think it's the weekend before. Just right before. Okay. Yeah. Um, but as long as the weekend's clear, you're in there. Yep. Yep. You're in there. It's an open weekend. Yeah. Any, are you going to like try to prep for that at all? Or just kind of like ride? Definitely. What you got? Yeah. No, I'll be doing some specific deco work. Cause that'll sure. be fun. The way that the, there's some athletes who are coming out. Like, and it, the, those times have been good. Like the, oh, no, the, some good times. Yeah. The female depth yeah. has been, been surprising, surprisingly strong in the past, like two or three months seeing yeah. what's going to come out. So it's going to be really fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited to see a deco race with 12 people deep, you know, cause usually yeah. it's like when two or three. 
Yeah, yeah. This two or three, you know, you already know who the podium will be typically like. Generally, yeah. at like the regional yeah. races. Yeah. But that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Is there anything in particular you're looking forward to? Is there anything that's like you're really excited about in the next, for the next five or six months to, to the end of the year? Or is it all just excited for that moment? It's all of it. All where, of it. Wherever you um, are. <laughs> I am turning 26 and I think I'm going to try to do like a fast marathon, which I've never done before. Cool. For my 26th birthday. So. On the On the road? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have, um, like super shoes, like, uh, no. flies or anything? Nope. Cause the road, the road's nasty. Yeah. But I've had was... some good ultras. <sighs> yeah. But just like to, just to save yourself a little bit. I, uh, any shoe that I've tried besides like a healthy foot shoe, which I'm really like, I like to keep my feet healthy and happy. Um, like, any shoe like that I've tried. Low drop, you mean like wide, like ultra. Low drop, wide toe box. Yeah. Like a shoe mm. that actually allows my foot to be a foot. Any shoe that I've tried, just like, I hate it. Um, I've even tried, I'm trying to warm up to some VJs, um, but I don't think shoes should have to be broken in. So I don't understand the whole concept of like, oh, it hurts. It's okay. Break them in some. Like, no, my foot does not need to break anything in. Like, I, my foot should always be able to run. So, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Any anything that narrows or is too stiff, like my feet have a problem with it. So mm. I, my feet just like to be feet, I guess. And alpha flies are not meant for feet. <laughs> no, and that's what's insane to me. Like yeah. shoes are supposed to be for feet. Um, yeah, and I don't, I don't know. I guess I've never needed that extra boost of like, oh, well, this is as fast as I can possibly run. If I want to run faster, I have to have other shoes. Like uh, my feet are doing just fine getting it's, faster on their own. Yeah, it's more just like that foam. It's it's not even for the the speed of it, right? Like you're gonna do a fast marathon, like, but like the the time isn't necessarily going to matter for you right just be like, let's see yeah. what, let's see what we can do it's just to protect your body a little bit because that foam takes the it really takes on the the contact really really well mm. that that's the only thing i was thinking because like yeah. a lot of the things that you're doing now are kind of outside of that realm of just like two and a half to three hours of just like crushing the road and just like very singular motion over and over yeah that was all just like trying yeah. to get okay, okay. a little bit. Yeah. Not, not the run to run. No, fast, for sure. I'm not looking forward to that. I did, um, the hundred miler that I did in Virginia had a lot of road and my uh, body had some things to say about that. Like, <laughs> right. Not okay. Yeah. So, if you're not on the road a lot, yeah. like your feet and like at that, at that pace and at that velocity coming to the ground, like, yeah, it's not that well, fun. 26 miles. That's 26 not that miles. much. That's not that much. <laughs> we just do that right here. We just do it in Colorado somewhere. Uh, I don't even know yet. I'm going to, but I'm going to start doing some workouts kind of geared towards that. So we'll see. Yeah. You should just see like how hard you can make it. Just do like a quarter mile loop. Just on a no, concrete. No, <laughs> no, no. I refuse to do the loops. I've done enough ultras in South Texas and everything there is looped. I am very averse to loops. Like I want to go from one place to another. Like not those like. At uh, least a big circle. The backyard type of things have you done one of those i've i've done some of those and i actually don't hate those but as a general rule i'm not a loops person it's four miles the backyard ones are four miles right. four miles to me is the minimum i can do four mm -hmm. there was there was this race i think it was during covid that was um it was one mile so one mile every hour and the people went for like three days like yeah. it never one mile ended. every hour 
Yeah. Very you do it for for you could actually get or sleep. There's one up in uh I guess like the Midwest, something like running under the dome where it's literally a track and people will set like, you know, ultra records on a track. That to me sounds like pure misery. Like nope. <laughs> that'd be <coughs> that'd be a real testament to your ability to stay present every single time. I think step. that just <laughs> is like no, I think that just destroys your mind and body both at the same time. Like there is absolutely no positive stimulation at all. Especially More power to people that do that, but like, no. Running in circles. No, the same direction. You have to be <coughs> messed up. You definitely have to be messed up after yeah. that. Um, if you were to put together, last question, then we'll, then we'll roll. Let me, let me cough super yeah. quick. <laughs> okay. Hit the cough button for you on that time. Excellent. <laughs> High level production out here. Um, what would be like an, I like the, if you were to create a race, if you were a race director uh, and maybe I guess twofold, if you were to have a race <laughs> that you think people should do like to experience something that people might not typically. And then a race that like you personally would like be like, this is my jam. Like, this is what I want to do. What would that look like? Um, I have not put much thought into that at all. <laughs> and I've even been asked to like help organize a race and like, I don't care. I mostly just kind of show up. Um, I don't know if I've really thought about one that would be like, oh, this is it. Um, I think more just because I don't really see myself as like a master of anything of like, oh, or even I don't really understand like where I do the best at. Like, I think I base it a lot more off of like perceived effort and perceived satisfaction with events than like actual objective. Like I did well in this and I did poorly in this. And I feel like it changes all the time too. So. Yeah. I would think for, for you, it'd be more like where it would be or what kind oh. of terrain and stuff, things like that. Cause yeah, for you, like, it doesn't seem like, Oh, I want this race to be the, cause you're going to go find a race that's going to meet whatever. But like, if yeah. you could go somewhere or run in a specific spot, like where, um, where would that look like? I don't have like an actual ideal one, but I want to do a hundred miler in the Swiss Alps. That's mm. one that I have like bucket list. Um, do they have one I like found, that? Uh -huh, the Swiss Alps 100 and one week later they have a hundred miler in Austria. So one of these years I'm going to double up with a hundred in Switzerland, a hundred in Austria. Like, does it get any better than that? I don't think so. I don't know. That sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You should get out there. Yeah. One of these days. Make it happen. And is, have you done back to back hundred milers like that? No, the closest I've done them is three weeks. I think mm -hmm. that's what I'll be doing this time. I'm doing another one in two weekends. Okay. So, so you have, so where we can see you, you got Kelowna coming up, uh -huh. then a hundred miler um, or no. No, I'm doing a hundred mile backpacking trip, but it's going to be over like four days. Oh, so. okay, cool, cool. So not, not a race. Nothing in results. And then. Yeah. Then it'll be a hundred miler. Okay. And so no, no deck is until AC. You have your time. You're good to go. Uh, and what's AC? Atlantic City. Atlantic City. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm good for the mile and the fit. I need to get a strong in and I've, I have one kind of as an option, but I've, I, I think I will kind of throw down strong is definitely not going to be my, my, you know, my strong suit. Um, but I kind of want to put down a top 12 time just to be in the mix. So. You gotta get, you gotta get it in soon. I don't, unless you're yeah. be somewhere. I think it ends like mid September is the last yeah. qualifying date. Yeah. So. Are you going to be somewhere where, cause I don't think there's any around like, um, 
unless someone's going to do it for you. The the gym up here had offered to do one. And then I had a gym in Texas that's doing one. Um, I've kind of taught, I'll probably just get one in here at the gym. Yeah. Cause that'd be fun. Cause I'm, I was planning on, I don't think I'm going to have a mile time. Just like, I haven't been doing well in that like 12 to 20, uh, minute time, time frame. frame for yeah. that high output at, at altitude. So my mile time's terrible that I did over here at Fifocker. Um, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to get it in, but I still want to do both the fit and the strong on that second day. So I might just do age group <laughs> Yeah, just because yeah. I, I want to see, I want to run, I want to, I want to hit it hard. I want to see, you know, there you go. You know, Living in the moment, you better believe it. <laughs> um, cool. Chris on that, we'll wrap it up. Uh, let, let you roll. Right. This is super fun. It's been great following you. So good luck this weekend and with everything else. And we'll see you at the next event. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on.